So this is our year to rise up. I'm super excited about it. How's everybody doing in the fasting and prayer? We're two weeks in. We've got one more week to go from tomorrow. It's been rough, right? Has it been rough? It's been rough for me. My fast was no posts on social media. And I'm a social media freak, right? I'm like, post seven things a day, my workout videos. I've hit some of the biggest PRs in my lifting career this last week, and I cannot post them. It's driving me insane. I've got them ready to throw them next Monday. They're going online. But I can't do it yet, so I'm like holding on it. I'm like sitting on it. I'm like, these are awesome, and I can't show anybody. BB's watched them 15 times. I play them on the TV because I can't show anybody else. I'm like, live stream cast to the TV. I'm like, look at that guy. I keep it real, folks. You know I do. So we're in a seven-week series about seven steps and habits to level up, to rise up. And uh, our theme for the year is rise up. You guys have seen it up on the board. Rise up, Acts 26, 16, we pulled the verse for the year. Now get to your feet, for I have appeared to you, appoint you as my servant and witness. Tell people that you have seen me, and tell them what I will show you in the future. We're no longer in Abraham, if you've not been here for a minute. We're no longer in Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, or Joseph. We've moved out of that series. We, we did a whole year in the Old Testament. It was actually really cool. It was a very ground-level view of what was going on. Uh, we walked through most of Genesis. We had to speed it up at the end because we were getting to the end of the year, and I wanted to go in a different direction for January. And so uh, that's, our, that's our thing. Who remembers last week's first habit? Yes. Read your Bible daily. Feeding your spirit, right? That was our title message was feed your spirit, and the big end all was read your Bible daily. Now, how many of us have read our Bible daily since then? Oh, I got lots of hands up. Woo! Because you were creating a habit. They say it takes 21 days to create a habit. So this was a great time to create new habits during our 21 days of prayer and fasting. You could either get rid of a bad habit in 21 days or pick up some new habits. Hopefully you're doing both. So, this week we're going to talk about faith. Building your faith. You can leave it there on that screen, guys. Faith. Faith is going to be our second step and habit in rising up. But, Chris, I have faith. All right. Yeah, I got that. But let's talk about that. Faith is not God's responsibility for you. Faith is not your spouse's responsibility for you. Faith is not your parents' responsibility for you. Faith is not your pastor's responsibility to come up here and say something to you to build that for you. The only person who can guarantee and build a strong faith in you is you. And we're going to look at seven good habits to do that as we level up this year. So, God, I got some good notes today. I was excited. I asked the younger kids to stay in today because I'm like, I think that's something we all need to hear, including our younger generation. God has given you the tools to build a strong faith, yes? Yes, yes he has. 
But the kind of faith that I'm talking about is not just, I believe in Jesus. There's more to it than that. Because we're going to talk about some real strong, powerful faith verses, and then I'm going to throw that curveball pitch at the end, the changeup, that's going to be like, faith is worthless without, you know, faith is without good deeds is useless, right? So I'm going to throw that changeup in there at the end. I already gave you bullet point four. Because I like to draw everything I can, because if something seems like it conflicts with something, I want to know why. So God has given you the tools to build a strong faith. The kind of faith that I'm talking about is the faith of old. What does that mean? You have a Bible? The faith that puts armies to flight. Do you remember what a young, not yet King David said as a young man, younger than all of his brothers, when he showed up to the battlefields and the Philistine army was out there and they were taunting the Israelites and Goliath stood out there at over nine feet tall and he threatened them? You know what David said? He was a boy. I call him he was a boy because he wasn't a man yet. I tell my sons, you might be adults, but you're not a man until I tell you you're a man. <laughs> he was a boy. And you know what he said? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that defies the armies of the living God? And what did he do to that giant? Killed him. Cut off his own head with a sword after he knocked him in the head with a stone. You have that kind of faith? Well, I don't know, Chris. That was kind of challenging. How about the faith that turns weakness into strength? There we go. How about the faith that quenches the flames of the hottest fire? Anybody remember Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Yeah. When I threw them in there, there were three men, but now there's four men. How about the faith that shuts the mouths of lions? Remember Daniel and the lions then? You have that kind of faith to be in that situation and go, God's got me. I'm not afraid. The faith that can move mountains. Skip saying it earlier. The faith that can move mountains. What kind of faith are we talking about here? How do you have that kind of faith is the real question. How do I build that kind of a faith? I know you all probably believe in Jesus. I have a friend, he says there's three questions. He calls them the three absolutes. Do you believe that God is the one true God and creator of all the heaven and the earth? It's either a yes or a no. This is essentials. Do you believe that God gave his only son Jesus to die on the cross for your sins and the salvation of your sins? Yes. And the third question is, do you believe that on the third day he rose again and he's seated at the right hand of God? Yes, these are three essentials, the three absolutes. So I'm not talking about that kind of faith today. How do you have the kind of faith I just talked about? Well, most of us think there's so much scripture it can seem difficult while being oversimplified. There's such simple verses that say such good things about faith. Right? You know them. You have them memorized probably. 
You have them memorized like, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, so that whoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You have faith verses like that memorized in your head. Well, your own answer and conclusion that there's too much scripture and it can be oversimplified is the answer. That is the secret to building your faith. It's by hearing the word of God. Faith is the hope of things unseen. Faith is the hope of things unseen. So how do you do that? By hearing the word of God over and over and over. What was last week's building tool? Reading your Bible daily. So if I read my Bible daily, I'm hearing the word of God every day? Huh, okay. So if I want to build this faith that the pastor's talking about, one of the things I need to do is read my Bible every day so that I can hear the word of God over and over and over. Romans 10, 17, which I'll be sharing with you this morning. God's word is the seed of your faith. You believe that? God's word is the seed of your faith. Your faith is a hope in something unseen. And the only place you can get the information to what you're going to hope for that you can't see is in his word. I'm just a man. Take everything I say with a grain of salt. I've had great pastors tell me, question everything. You'd be a fool not to. If you hear me say something up here and it sounds funky, go home and read about it. And if maybe I said something that was wrong, tell me. That's okay. I'm a human with error. But your faith, the seed of your faith, is built in God's word. It's unfallible. So God's word is the seed of your faith, and hearing it over and over and over and over and over is how you water it. That's how you water that seed. Dun, dun, dun. Now I get to use training. I love to use training as one of my examples. Just as natural muscles on a human, repetition is the key to building strong faith. Boring repetition. Boring. Painful. Drinking sand from a broken glass. Picture it. I have to do the same lifts with almost the same weight, with the same reps and sets, Every week, over and over and over, but it paid off. Slight changes, it's the only thing, just slight changes. The best part is that while all that boring stuff is taking place, I don't ever get to see my true potential. I have to wait till I go on the platform. I have to wait. I, get, I have to read God's word every day over and over and over and hear it every day and come to church each week because coming to church each week is just getting a snack. You got to read your word every day and then it's going to prepare you for a situation that you're going to walk into and your faith is going to take over and you're going to be able to share God's truth because you are going to have done the same boring stuff over and over and over. And when you get put in that situation, you're not going to be afraid to share your faith because it's going to be bold and it's going to be strong. Yes? 
I love using my training examples here. When I'm doing all the hard, boring work, I'm actually pretty beat down. That's how we feel when we're trying to, oh, I got to set aside some time every day to read God's word. If you're busy, have a job, have grandkids, have super amount of, like, you just have a ridiculous amount of responsibilities. You spread so thin. I get it. It's hard to carve out that time. But on top of that, you got to do this boring, I got to read God's word. I read this, I read this last week. Pastor talked about it. I read it last year. I read it when I was 29. I read it when I was this. I read it in Sunday school. I don't know why I'm reading this again. You got to keep doing the same thing over and over and over. So I have a coworker in Sacramento. Her son, 25 years old, he's into powerlifting. I met him at our, we had like a small get-together Christmas party. And his mom's like, he's really excited to meet you. He wants to pick your brain. He's going to compete in February, and he doesn't know what he's doing. But he's really strong, and he's really interested in talking to you. I said, okay. I made time for him. So I, he, he texted me like last week, like, I'd really love to come up to Yuba City and work out with you. I said, well, I'm seven weeks out from my next competition, so I will not be doing anything above or outside the reps and wets and sets and schemes I have between now and my meet. However, I will write you a program, and I will have you come up here. I will write you a program to lead you into your meet, and I'll have you come and train one of your days with me, and I'll walk you through everything. We did that yesterday. And he texted me this morning, I'm so sore. I said, all by design. I'm glad to hear it. I get excited about that, right? I'm like, are you sore? I grab you. I start grabbing your muscles. I'm like, does it hurt here? I'm a sicko. So he says, uh, I'm, 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 I'm so sore. I said, all by design. I'm glad to hear it. He said, tomorrow's really going to be rough. Those two things that he said to me is what it sounds like when we try to do the actions I'm giving you every week. Pastor, read, you said I need to read my Bible every day. <laughs> it's so boring. <laughs> Tomorrow I have to read Leviticus. <sighs> it's just the same thing over and over and over. It's going to be rough. That's what it sounds like. I loved that he texted me that this morning because I had this written. I think we were on our way here, or I was here already, and he texted me that. And when I read it, and I responded to him, and he responded back to me, I'm like, that aligns with exactly what I'm talking about. And I thought it was really cool, because that's what it looks like when you're trying to create these habits for yourself. I'm so sore, and tomorrow's going to be rough. So you know what he's really saying? This sucks, I don't want to do it. That's what he said. This sucks, and I don't want to do it. Well, he is doing it, and he's looking forward to tomorrow. And you want to know what I did when he texted me that? I encouraged him again. I said, take as much rest as you need, but make sure you get in every rep and set and don't do anything less, and you're going to be okay. And he texted me back, okay. You know why I gave that kid my time? Because I knew he wanted what I had. 
I give you guys my hour every Sunday because I know that you guys want what God has in store for us. You know what Jesus said? You know what Jesus said to his disciples when he told them to go and tell people about him? Go to that town and tell them the good news. Tell them the kingdom of hand is is here. And if they don't receive your message, keep praying for them. Keep inviting them. Keep loving them. See ya. So when I come up here every week, it's because I love you guys. Because I know you're all hungry for God's word. I know you're all hungry for what God's going to do in your life. And all I'm going to do is encourage you each and every week to build yourself up, to build yourself up, to build yourself up. Because what are we doing this year? Rising up. up. One notch. Everybody, minimal, one notch. All right, let's get into the word. My first uh, faith builder, Mark 11, 22 through 24. Then Jesus said to the disciples, have faith in God. I tell you the truth. I like when Jesus says something like that. You can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen. But you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. I tell you, you can pray for anything, and if you believe that you received it, it will be yours. Now, how many of us, I'm going to ask this, how many of you at one point in your life were somewhere and you prayed, I want to see that mountain move? You tried it. Oh, mine didn't. My mountain didn't move. So you know what I asked myself? Do I really believe it will happen? Did I not have any doubt? That's strong faith. Because the answer was, I really, 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 really hoped it would happen. But I really, 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 really hoped it would happen is not believing it would happen. It's really, 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 really hoping it'll happen. (laughs) Right? Okay. Faith is power, number one. Power. Power. The power to move mountains. You know what Jesus said in uh, John chapter 14? That if anyone believes in me, he will do the same works I have done, even greater works. Jesus raised Lazarus out of the tomb. Jesus raised from the dead three days later. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done, even greater works. I really, 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 really hope you heal this person. Hear the difference? You need to know he will. We need to have faith. Faith is power. Power to what? Power to move the immovable. Power to move the immovable. The mountain. 
and tell this mountain to get up and be lifted up and cast into the sea. Power to move the immovable. That's faith. You know what that faith sounds like? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine who defies the armies of the living God? I'm going to go out there and risk my life and throw this little piece of stone at his face. And when I'm done, I'm going to cut his head off. Because I don't really, 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 really hope God's going to save me. I know God's going to save me. I 100% believe God is going to let me beat this giant down and we are going to win this war. I have zero doubt. I don't really, really, really hope either way. I am assured and I have no doubt. David had faith of old. Come on. C, power to pray. Faith is power. Power to move the immovable. Oh, I missed power to cast out doubt. I apologize. I got two pages going here. You know, I had to go to a size uh, 18 font now on my sheets. Coming soon. Coming soon to a platform near you. Pastor Chris with glasses. Can't, I, can't, I, can't, I can't win forever, right? It's okay. It's okay. See power to pray. I tell you, you can pray for anything. And if you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. Power to pray. How about D, power to speak life and death? I added that in, remember? I added that in. Lazarus, Lazarus, come out of there. He spoke life back into death. And you have the power to do that. Do you know that? Do you believe that? I heard a lot of yeses. Yes. Yeah. You really, 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 really hope, huh? I'm a challenger, man. I'm telling you. You guys know it. Everything that I'm saying to you and convicting you with, these are my convictions. I really, 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 really hope you do this. God, I'm the pastor. I really hope you're going to do this. That's what some of the stuff I do sounds like. Instead of saying, it's taken care of, I already know. I do that to the big stuff, which is odd. I'm going to tell you guys all right now. The big stuff, I always am like, God's got it. I don't even trip. I sweat and do that weird stuff on stupid small stuff. Always. The big stuff, I'd be like, God's got it. Kind of cool. Tell you, man, I wish I could just give that to anybody. Because I just trust God in certain things that most people don't. But then I don't trust God in, like, just dumb stuff. Like, oh, I really, 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 really hope so, God. All right, next verse. Got to reel myself in here. Next verse. Romans 10, 8 through 10. In fact, it says this me- the message is very close at hand. It is on your lips and in your heart. And that message is the very message about faith that we preach. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and really, 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 really hope in your heart. Oh, no, it doesn't say that. 
It says, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That is your faith. In ha- that, that's your faith. That's having a hope in something unseen. Bless you. For it is by really, 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 really hoping in your heart. Oh, it's for by believing. Um, thank you. I need to be corrected there. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. Do you feel right with God? So do you believe or do you really, really, really hope that you and him are on good terms? All right. All right. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God and it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. So let's move into bullet point two. Your faith, your faith to believe is your salvation. But there is so much more than that, you guys. There's so much more to this than just that. But I thought the Bible says all I had to do was believe. Yeah, if you want to do nothing for 40 years till you die, unless Jesus comes back sooner, do you want to be the Christian who tells yourself every day when you look in the mirror, you're like, I believe in you, God, 100%. I don't even really, really, really hope you're real. I believe 100%. But I absolutely don't want to do anything for you. I just don't want to be involved. I want to believe that, go to heaven. That's it. Do you want to be that guy? Come on. Your faith is your salvation. Our faith is simple. The faith that I just shared with you is simple. Confess your faith. That's B. Confess your faith. Are you confessing your faith? Are you? When you're at school and the kids are like, what's up? What do you do on Sundays? You're like, I go to church because I believe in Jesus. Or you're like, yeah, I get up and I kick it and we get some Burger King with my mom and I hang out with some of the kids and uh, I sing. Oh, it's all right. Confess your faith. See, believe within you. Believe, not really, 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 really hope. Believe, guys. We need to believe. So D, this alone makes you right with God. This alone makes you right with God. Which leads to E, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. E is Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. God saved you by his grace when you believed, and you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Now, I hear this all the time with people. I have a friend recently who shared with me, and we had a very Christianese conversation. He was like, I'm a good person. I don't understand why I have to do more. And he is, he's a generally great guy. So I had to get into it, had to share this verse, had to. I'm like, I'm not a great guy, bro. I'm not as nice as you sometimes, okay? That's why I need Jesus. Some of us aren't so special like you. Whoa, pastor, that was a little wild, a little rough up there. I'm going to keep it real. I am, I am that I am. But that was the truth, because he told me that. I said, I understand, bro, there's a lot of really, 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 really good people in the world. There really are. But that's, that's not going to do it. I go, I go, have you ever lied? You don't look fat in that dress. 
That was a lie, right? Whoa, Chris. Uh, hi, this is the bill collector. Is your mom home? Tell them I'm not here. Did you lie? Is the lady of the house home? I'm with the solar company. Tell them we're not here. A liar and a murderer are the same in God's eyes. So how good do you think you are? God doesn't measure sin the way you measure sin. God saved you by his grace when you believed, and you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so no, none of us can boast about it. So back to Romans 10, 17. I'm going to move through these quick. So faith comes from hearing. That is hearing the good news about Christ. This is what I'm talking about earlier. you got to hear it over and over and over and over. If you want to get strong, you need to go to the gym three to five times a week. Amen. Every week. Forever. Because the minute you stop... You will get weak. You need to read God's word every day if you want to hear it. Because the minute you stop reading it, you're not hearing it anymore. So faith comes from hearing. That is hearing the good news about Christ. Three, faith is built on what? Hearing. Now I'm going to offend with four bullet points. Nope, five. Five offenders. But I can offend with these because I did all of these. So it's fun. I'll just say, I did it. If the shoe fits, you can Cinderella it at home. And you can complain to somebody else. Okay? Faith is built on hearing. We can't hear if we aren't listening. If you're sitting in the back, and you're on your phone, or you're watching Tiger Woods win the Masters at 45 during the pastor's sermon... And you're sitting in your, the pew, four rows back. He's right there. The lights are on, and you're going, oh, oh Marinari put one in the water at 16. Tiger's going to come back. I did it. What was the message that day, Chris? I have no idea. I just know that when I got home, I watched Tiger win the Masters, and I cried. We can't hear if we're in the lobby. You can't hear if you're sitting over there hanging out. You can't. How can you hear what we're doing in here if you're sitting over there? Do I think you're sitting over there listening with your ear to the wall? No. You're reading a book. You're doing homework. You're, you're, you're doing something that you could be doing somewhere else other than here. You can't hear if you're in the lobby. I used to go hang out in the lobby and drink coffee excessively and avoid going into church at the last minute. I would wait. I would wait till the announcements and everything were done. And I could hear the pastor walk out, and then I'd pop in like, hey, sit in the back, sit next to my wife, try to be all quiet and cute. I did it. We can't hear if we're late. I used to love to be late. That's what I'm telling you. I would make myself a part of something else to avoid going in and standing for 30 minutes of worship. I'm not a big music buff. I'm not. I drive 40 miles to Sacramento, no music. 
Do it all the time. Red flag. Red flag. I'm not a music buff. So when I come in, I have to engage in worship music. My wife knows this. I tell her, my wife will tell you right now. Chris, nope. I have to, I have to do it like the working out to get, engage it. I have to do it anyways. I had to learn to do that. We had a church that they, they would do the music for so long. The worship music was so long. My feet would hurt. My low back would hurt. He'd be like, dude, he wants me to stand. I'm in my 30s. I can't sit down. I can't sit down without the 65-year-old people looking at me like I'm a bum. Like there's something wrong with me. Like I have no respect for God. Right? And I was like, dude, so I would just stay outside. I'd be like, oh, we're doing security in the parking lot? Oh, boys, yeah, sounds good. And I'd hear the music. I'd hear like fourth song. It'd be like 1040. I'd be like, okay, man, you guys have a good day. I'll see you guys. And I'd go back inside. I would do things to avoid. We can't hear if we're late. The worship music is important. I needed to hear about the dry bones rattling. I needed to hear about the man being put on Elisha's bones today. I needed to hear those things. They engaged me before the word of God came. Can't hear if we're late. We can't hear if we make attendance optional. This is the big offender. I'm going to offend. If you have a job that pays your bills, you will go to work tomorrow with a stomachache. Yes, you will. And you will call your doctor and go sit in his office with sick people for two hours waiting to see him. And then when you say, I don't have food, I've got to go to the store and I don't feel good. This sucks. You'll go to the store. Sunday comes along, 840, you're like, I think I broke a nail. I better stay home. I'm not kidding. I've done this. I worked all week. I'm just tired. I want to sleep in. I don't want to go to church today, babe. Let's just stay home. We can sleep in. I'll go get us breakfast. I've done it. I don't even have that option anymore. Okay? That one's gone. That one I don't think about anymore, but it was nice when I did. I'll say it was nice when it could be optional. It's no longer optional for me, but it needs to not be optional for any of us. If you're going to go to work tomorrow, if you would go and do something else you got to do, don't question if you would come to church then. You guys know Josh Hamilton, baseball player? He had a drug and alcohol problem. He put a tattoo on his arm. It said, number one, God. Number two, humility. Number three, recovery. Number four, family. And number five, baseball. And then it said impossible without numbers one through four. What does your priority list look like? Me, family, work, distant family, God and church. I don't know what it looks like. I'm just asking you to look at it. That's, what I'm, that's all I'm saying. We can't hear if we don't listen with our faith. We can't hear if we don't listen with our faith. 
James 2, 14 through 20. Now, what good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say have faith, but don't show it by your actions? Oh, that's a good question. Can that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or sister. Now, how many of us have done this? How many of us have done this last week? During our 21 days of prayer and fast. Suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing. And you say, goodbye, have a good day, stay warm, eat well. But that you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? So you see, faith by itself isn't enough. Unless it produces good seeds. Good deeds. It is dead and useless. Now someone may argue, some people have faith. Others have good deeds. But I say, how can you show, how, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I will show you my faith by my good deeds. You say you have faith. I love this part. You say you have faith. For you believe that there is one God. Good for you. Even the demons believe this. And they tremble in terror. How foolish. Can't you see that faith without good deeds is useless? Ooh. That's deep. It cut to the core, Chris. I thought all I had to do was believe in my heart and confess. That's all I had to do. Well, guess what? If you're doing that right, nothing but good deeds come out of you. If you're doing that right, good deeds should be pouring out of you. Wait till I get to point C. Ah, that one bites. Number four, faith without works is useless. Faith without works is useless. That's what James said here. Skip has faith. You know how I know he has faith? He loves Jesus so much, he gets up here every week and sings his heart out for the Lord to lead you all to get, come closer to Jesus. Elena has faith. She shows up here every Monday night. One of the busiest women I know. Shows up here Monday night and spreads out time to love our, young, our, our youth. There's all kinds of us here who are doing things. Your faith produces good deeds. Your faith Without works is useless. I believe in God. I totally believe. I don't really, really hope. I totally believe, but I don't want to be involved in anything. Man, that was like the most unsalty, lack of salt of the earth thing I've ever heard anybody say. How can you have that attitude if you love Jesus? You can't. That's the point of that verse. It's trying to tell you. It doesn't add up. It's trying to tell you you don't have faith if you're not doing these things because these things are going to happen if you have the real faith that we're talking about. The faith is simple. Believe, not really, really hope, believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead and you're going to confess that to people. If you really, really, really have that faith, 
nothing but good deeds are going to pour out of you. So if you're not having good deeds pour out, then you've got to check this. Because something over here is not right. Boy, that was kind of offensive, Pastor. A faith-filled heart produces good deeds. That's what that verse says. A faith-filled heart produces good deeds. Well, point B, believing is something even the demons do. Do more. You can't just sit back and believe from your couch on Sunday morning and not share the gospel and not share the good news and not want to see other people fall in love with Jesus. Because if that's the case, see, check your faith gauge. If you're not producing the fruit of good deeds, it is time to look in the mirror of your faith if you are not producing good deeds. If you do not have a desire to serve God and man, it is time to check your faith gauge. So, as you feed your spirit like we discussed last week, remember that your faith is built on what? What did I say today? Hearing. Very close, but power, faith is power. Your faith is going to be built on hearing. However, here's some good points to take home. However, your doubt is also built on hearing. Okay? Your doubt is also built on hearing. So what are you listening to, guys? What is the news telling you? What are your friends telling you? You need to guard the word you sow in your heart by refusing to accept anything that's contrary to what you believe. Okay? Ask yourself this question. This is what I ask myself with a lot of different areas of my life. Is what I'm listening to adding or taking away from my faith? Because your faith is built on hearing, but also your doubt will be built on hearing. So you need to ask yourself what you're listening to. Is this adding to my faith or taking away from my faith? Am I watching a show on ancient aliens because I kind of think that there might be? I don't think that's a faith builder. I don't. Chris, have you watched shows on ancient aliens? Of course I have. I question everything. <laughs> I told you to question everything. But through all my questioning over the years, I've landed back to this is the truth. This is what is real. When you build your faith by hearing the word on a daily basis, his truths will come to you, faith will come to you, and then victory will come to you. This will give you the ability to rise up, so let's go. Okay? You guys ready? We're going to go out this week. We're going to read God's word like we did last week. Because reading God's word and hearing it to your head this week is going to help you build your faith. All right. Hey, you guys were listening. Great job. Nobody fell asleep. All right, let's close it up with some prayer. Father, I thank you for this church family, Lord. I thank you. I'm just so excited, Lord, what you keep doing here. I'm just totally eyes wide open to what's going on. And, and we're just believing on you, Lord, to keep, continue doing things here, Lord. Trusting you with the big stuff, Lord, and sweating the small stuff. Help us not sweat the small stuff, Lord. Help us keep our eyes on you, our eyes on the prize, Lord. Help us build our faith this week, Lord, as we 
dive into your word and we read your word so that we can hear your word and we can hear what it's saying to us, Lord. And let that be our direction, Lord. Let that be our guiding path, Lord. We thank you for your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.